Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome into today's podcast. We got a great show. I break down the latest issues facing the NBA and how Magic Johnson continues to make things worse for the Lakers. Plus, I talk to Dana Jeremiah from the NFL Network about Melvin Gordon's contract holdout and the mullet. Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy joins us to talk about Bailing hay? Enjoy. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience in a play at Farmers.com. 
We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks podcast, covering the National Football League for the NFL Network, will join us um, upcoming in about 15 minutes. We'll, we'll dive on in on so many things we wonder getting ready for NFL training camps, which are already underway in so many places. I, I read this article in The Athletic, and I thought it was interesting. Within days of free agency, the league... Uh, opened an investigation, by the way, this is from from ESPN.com. The league opened an investigation centered on the timing of the earliest reported free agency deals on June 30th. Sources familiar with the matter told ESPN.com the scope of that investigation is developing and is expected to include interviews with players and possibly agents and team owners and sources. So, look, what what the NBA is doing is a, a lot like what happens in college athletics where, yes, there's National Signing Day and maybe there's a moratorium on actually speaking to the players. But look, you're allowed to have conversations with agents about other stuff. And if you happen to mention what might happen to happen, this is a really bizarre free agency period, which is, we think, concluded. I mean, obviously it could change if Chris Paul is traded or if some other deals are made. But to no one's surprise, both ESPN and The Athletic have both done articles talking about the free agency period, which is now complete, and doing an investigation. And, hey, shocker, some people are kind of pissed off. Right? You have teams that, like Oklahoma City, who sign guys to long-term deals only to have that same guy the next year walk in and say he wants to be traded. You have other small markets feeling like, no matter what we do, we can't hold on to players. Um, we, we have guys like Magic Johnson conducting meetings, even though he supposedly doesn't work for the organization, only to leak said meetings and it to ultimately backfire because Kawhi Leonard's people said, don't say nothing to nobody about nothing. And of course he said something about to everybody about something. In summation, Magic is, well, Magic. He did his kind of Magic Johnson sort of thing. And, you know, we're left with with, uh, Kawhi Leonard as a member of the Clippers. The Clippers did their due diligence trying to find another star, feeling like, I feel like the more things get out, the more you realize the Lakers really did have a shot. Now, they had to have all their ducks in a row, and they had to have a really good plan. They had to make really good sense and appear to be professional. But think of what the Clippers did. The Clippers were looking for another superstar to try and pair with him. The Rockets said no on James Harden. The Wizards said no on Brad Beal. At the very last moment, when it appeared like Kawhi had to go, well, I don't really want to go back to Toronto. I guess I'll do the Laker thing. Lakers do have an extremely uh, strong brand. Magic Johnson, the guy who called out the organization for being dysfunctional and called out others for not being trustworthy, showed why they were dysfunctional under his under his lead because he didn't have his ducks in a row and showing he wasn't trustworthy because just the simplest thing, don't say anything. Magic can't help himself. Can't help himself. 
He wanted to save face. He wanted to be the guy who fixed the Lakers. And instead, he's the guy who helped the Clippers. Oi. Oi, oi, oi. I'm not sure what can truly be done. There's talk about changing the free agency date to make it before the draft, much like the NFL. The problem with that is it pushes back the draft. It changes summer league. Although right now, the, the rookies who are drafted, many of them aren't playing in summer league anyway. So I, I don't know if that timeline actually works. I do know that when there's this much discussion over who's talking to who and when they can talk to them, over small markets losing players and big markets gaining them, over the old inmates running the asylum, there's this much kind of unrest that there'll probably be some new rules which may at first make it worse, but before it makes it better. But it does prove that everything we've told you, everything, has been as accurate as anything you will hear otherwise. I'm not a sycophant to Magic Johnson. I love watching him play. I think he's looked completely in over his head and overwhelmed and almost clownish in these last six months with the Lakers. I did think the Lakers had a tremendous shot to get Kawhi Leonard because of the Lakers and because it's LeBron and they got Anthony Davis and three stars will in fact work. And I think the clip, what the Clippers were able to do was show a level of professionalism and an ability to go and overspend. Like the trade in comparison for Anthony Davis to Paul George, like Oklahoma City got a ridiculous King's ransom. And they have Paul George under contract for three years. So I, I think Oklahoma City looks great, but they also look like a little bit of the victim here. And I think the Clippers look outstanding, and I think the Lakers actually look fine. I think Magic looks like a fool. And I would guess that one of the things that we have discussed, which has come to fruition, is you have Adam Silver, who so, much, so badly wants to be the player's commissioner that the pendulum has swung too much in that favor, and now we're having AAU basketball where team guys are switching jerseys at halftime and, and loading up on these super teams to try and form imagined and created dynasties. It's not great. The juxtaposition of the health of the sport in terms of the volume of talented players and the health of the sport in terms of the buy-in from the mainstream fans... Mainstream fans are, in fact, loyal people. Americans are generally loyal. We don't like all of this movement. We like to know who's where and what's what. And while it's fun to do the video game thing, to create a team, to trade a player, when you need a name tag on who's where, I don't know, come again? That might be fun and invective, but we we, we like... We like change, we don't like transition, and it'll be a transitional year. Think about what happens in the Midwest when they change a uniform on a college football jersey. One year, is about a decade ago, Nebraska put a, a white stripe, thick white stripe down their, the side of their pants, and the fans lost their minds. That's not Nebraska football. The reason that the Lakers and the Celtics and the Bulls, for the most part, still have the same uniforms as their championships of the past 
is the same reason that fans expect same players to line up year after year and grow together. It doesn't mean that we've forgotten that even championship rosters have turnover outside of the top three or four players. It just means that in our own mind, the way it's supposed to be is you're supposed to raise your team's level on your own. And I think the, the, the NBA has kind of crossed over into this. They've, they've created a way for us to talk about them in the offseason, which is great for the league. But during the season, it makes it much harder to watch because you don't know who's playing for who. In addition to which, you don't know who's actually going to play on a given night because of load management. And then the volume of games, you actually don't know who's going to play hard. But I read these articles, and I think the Lakers had a shot. I think the Clippers moved mountains. I think the Thunder did as well as you can do. And I think the the haves and the have-nots of the NBA are going to ultimately lead to some sort of strife and some sort of new legislation which will try and help those smaller market, lesser market teams. All right, we'll take a couple of phone calls at, at some point. 877-99 on Fox at some point in the day. I promise I will work that in. Upcoming next, we'll get to Jan- Daniel Jeremiah. He'll join us from the NFL Network. And um, I- I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this NFL season. But I want to know the team that he covers, the L.A. Chargers, a team that showed great fortitude, had the best, tied for the best record in the AFC last year. How, do they, how does he think the Melvin Gordon situation plays out? We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He joins us throughout the NFL season. It's great to have him back. Move the Sticks is the podcast. You see him on the NFL draft coverage for the NFL Network. Um, you may hear him call Charger games uh, locally on uh, on the Chargers radio network. He's the one and only Daniel Jeremiah. He joins us now as uh, training camps underway or about to get underway throughout the National Football League. And DJ, let's start with the Chargers, a team who last year tied for the best record in the AFC, lost to the Patriots in the playoffs. And a couple weeks ago, Melvin Gordon's camp put out there, hey, we know we're in the fifth year of our rookie contract, but we want a new one, and the offer that was made isn't good enough. We're going to sit or else. How do you see it playing out? Well, I just think the Chargers are in a position of strength here, you know, for, for a couple reasons. Number one, you look at the contract, him having another year left on the deal, plus the, you know, at least the threat of a franchise tag. You start there with advantage in the leverage department to the team, and then you look at the depth of the roster, um, them uh, showing the ability to win games without him last year with a, with a good group, and then you also look at the recent trend and history of the, the only three running backs that are getting paid good money. I mean, there's only three running backs making over $10 million a year right now, and all three of those teams, if you gave them truth serum and, and gave them a do-over, I'm not so sure all three of them would take the opportunity to uh, not do those deals, so... Uh, all the leverage in my mind kind of points towards the team. Uh, I do think there's a middle ground there where they could both uh, you know, reach a compromise and, and get this thing 
uh, done. But, you know, I don't know. From the outside looking in, it doesn't look very optimistic that that's going to end anytime soon. No, it, it doesn't. Um, my friends within the Chargers feel like they're kind of at last and final and maybe overextended themselves even to where they're comfortable. Like, they're in the $10 million range, and if he think, thinks that's disrespectful, like, what's the point of continuing to, to make offers? Yeah, I, I mean, I can I can totally understand where they're coming from there, again, because there's just no – they have no incentive to uh, to do a deal. So they have all the leverage, and if they – feel like you know you do the math and say if the franchise number is who knows say it's 11 or 12 next year he's making 5.6 this year so you can do the math on what that number is and and i don't know what their offer is but let's assume it's in the you know if it's 10 million a year or 11 million a year he's still going to make more money in this new deal over two years which um they could put that on the table and say hey we're doing you uh we're doing you a solid here um Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What about the Cowboys? I feel like Zeke. I feel like Zeke kind of. Uh, it's almost like a soft launch. Just kind of put that out there to see what people have said. And most people have said, "Hey, dude, we know you're great, but one running back, two, you just got out of the commissioner's office. Like, what are you doing? Three, we got to worry about Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott before you. How do you think the Cowboys situation plays out? Well, their thing is interesting with him because I do think. From a, a leverage standpoint, even though he's got plenty of time left and he's had some 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 stuff off the field, I think he's more integral part of their uh, operation there than any of the other running backs in the league right now. And he's had more of an impact. Just with him out there, you'll see more safeties drop down. You talk to teams around the league, um, that's where the game planning starts. So he, he's got some value. He's got some leverage there. I just think from the Cowboys' standpoint, you look at both the situation with Dak Prescott and with Zeke Elliott. I don't see them going anywhere this year um, if they're missing one of the two. And people argue till they're blue in the face about who's more important. Uh, I think they need both of them. And when you look at the, the window for them and them having opportunity to win right now and the way Jerry Jones has historically done business, I would imagine that this is going to be looked at as two favorable player deals that will come down uh, uh, to keep those guys on the field all season. Yeah. How good are they The team as a team? Yeah, I mean, look, I think defensively, um, they've got a young, fast defense. Um, I think you got to get your pass rusher back fully healthy coming off off-season surgery. Uh, but Demarcus Lawrence is, is a top six or seven pass rusher in the league. So I feel good about where they are defensively. They've got to get the offensive line uh, to consistently perform uh, up to their ability and stay healthy. If they can keep that group up front healthy, um, I think they've got a championship-caliber team with a quarterback in Dak Prescott who – I might have some limitations here or there, but he has a formula uh, he can use to win football games, and he's won a bunch of them. So um, I think they're a championship-caliber team. I really do, but that that means they have everybody in uh, on time and ready to start the season, and that offensive line stays healthy. Last year we were concerned about finding another wide receiver for or a couple wide receivers for Tom Brady. Now they had to change, you know, tight ends as well. It's the first time since 2010 he's entered camp without knowing he wasn't going to have Rob Gronkowski on his team. What are your thoughts on the defending champion, the Patriots, and what they're going to – I know they're going to run the football more once you get yeah. late in the season, but do they have the weaponry needed? I think they're going to run it, and I think they're going to dink and dunk people to death, and they're going to shorten games, and they're going to force you to kick field goals and get a, and score a touchdown. It's like the, the formula is still going to be the same. Um, you know, Gronk is going to be a, a hole for them. But when you look at the depth they have at the running back position, 
Um, I think you're going to see more two-back stuff from them than uh, than just about any other team in the league this year. And I think they'll find ways to just get those guys, pitch them the ball, get them out in space, and let them go. Um, so, it, you know, there's there's a lot of teams you come into the season and they're missing this guy or this guy needs to stay healthy and you have your worries and your concerns. Doug, I've, I don't know if it's right or wrong. But it's gotten to the point where the Patriots, where you just they've earned the benefit of the doubt of I don't care what they're missing. Uh, they'll have a plan in place and they'll be ready to roll. Who's the team who... Uh, and again, it's on paper, it's early, but people are in the league are talking about that, that, that we have, we haven't caught up to yet, you know, like, um, I mean, the chargers were one last year, yeah. obviously the, obviously the chiefs, but I don't think the chiefs were, it was a surprise. It they were, cause they were good with Alex Smith and then the, uh, and, and a better dynamic with Pat Mahomes, but there's always a team that sneaks up on us. Who do you think the team is this year? Well, I've been hearing the same two teams mentioned over and over again when you talk to people around the league. And I know the first one, people say, oh, you guys say this every year. It never happens. But San Francisco is a team that a lot of people feel um, is going to be a playoff team. And they just need to keep the quarterback healthy. If they can keep him healthy with what they've added on the defensive line, um, they're going to be a much improved football team. And and really, play calling-wise, Kyle Shanahan has as much respect as any play caller around the league. So, um, they're a team I think that's uh, that's got a chance to have a really good year, and then the other one is Minnesota, and the reason being is is Gary Kubiak plugging in there. I think it's going to really help Kirk Cousins. They go out and get uh, you know Garrett Bradbury in the offensive line. They've made some improvements there, so they should be better up front. They're going to have somebody that really knows how to design a system around the quarterback, um, and defensively, their talent's as good as anybody. So, who who are the teams that aren't as good as a reputation that precedes them would tell you? Well, I think there's just uh, the Browns are the hot topic, you know. Um, people want to see is this, you know, is this all going to work? There's a lot of talent, um, but what, what's it going to look like kind of forming together and, and what's it going to look like as a team? So that's the one I think everybody around the league is paying attention to and curious about. Um, but, it, you know, look, it, there's, there's a lot of people in the media saying they're the favorites to win that division, but you don't get that same uh, answer when you talk to people around the league. They just, I think maybe they're just kind of holding on to the old Browns thing, and you've got the Steelers and the Ravens with such a strong track record, but definitely a a prove-it year for them around the league. Most interesting team, the Packers, right? You you make kind of an interesting hire. It might not be the best fit for Aaron Rodgers, but he did need something different. The defense in year two of a, a newly installed system with some really talented youth feels like the Packers are an interesting team. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think I would I would put the Packers in there. Um, you know, coming off of a disappointing year, and I, I would even put the, the Falcons in there as uh, a team that's that's really invested a lot in the offense. Um, you look at uh, what they did coaching wise. I uh, feel like they've got a shot there. Um, you look at what they've done on the offensive line-wise, add some investments there. Uh, they, you know, defensively, when you talk to them, getting Deion Jones back healthy, Keanu and Neil back healthy, um, and they feel like Dirk Cutter is, is going to be able to get a good year out of Matt Ryan. So uh, that's a team with a lot of ability, but that division is just brutal. What do you think of the marriage between Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians? Like, I, I I saw some signs from Jameis Winston. Some people just sold their stock. They're like, not going to happen. But he did some – there were some times when once he regained the starting spot, granted it was late in the year, but I, I thought there were some signs. And then you had Bruce Arians, who he has had the Midas touch with quarterbacks. Can he can he save Jameis from, from, from going down the path of ultimately being a backup that he looked like last year? 
I think it's. I think it'll be a good marriage. I think offensively they were pretty dynamic and explosive last year. They just got to limit the negative plays, and that's been you know really Jameis going back to his college careers. It's the same thing. So the the ability is there. I think play calling wise, scheme wise, this is going to match him up. Um, but they've just got to find a way to rein him in a little bit to uh, to avoid some of those turnovers. My thing with them is defensively, uh, there's still just a lot of questions of whether or not that team. Uh, can get where they want to go. That's where my concern would be. Look, they're going to score a bunch of points, and I expect Jameis to play well in this system. We had Mike Leach on yesterday, and he was saying, I I said, you know, how important is it for you to have Kingsbury work and the air raid system work in the NFL, considering it's like the first real shot. He's like, look, you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they run air raid concepts. A lot of teams run air raid concepts. Like, that's great, but uh, doesn't the did the success or lack thereof of this offense, doesn't that signify whether or not the air raid will work in the pros? Is that is that too big a statement for how important Cliff Kingsbury's offense is in terms of how that offense is viewed? Oh, I think it's. I think it is. I think a lot of people are looking at this as a litmus test to see um, if this can work. Now, the same conversation was had about Chip when uh, when Chip went to the Eagles, and then ended up changing some things there and adapted what he had traditionally done and, and kind of evolved a little bit to the NFL game, um, you know, especially from when he started to when he finished up with the 49ers. So um, I'm curious to see if Cliff just sticks to what he's done or if he's, if he's added some more NFL concepts and wrinkles to things. So if it is what he's always done and it works, uh, get ready because there's going to be a massive influx of college coaching uh, making its way to the NFL. Do you think that it works? You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to take the answer here and not give you one, Doug. But it is really. A, it really is a TBD. I think they've got a chance um, to consistently move the ball up and down the field and rack up a bunch of yards. My question is going to be when this offense gets down inside the red zone, which is where you win and lose football games in the NFL. Um, can they find a way to punch it in? And that, to me, is my concern. And uh, that's why I would say, you know, how's it going to work? I, I, yards? You want to look at yards? I think they'll be really impressive points is going to be my question mark whether or not they can punch it in yeah um if you look at um you look at the odell beckham jr interview okay my takeaway from it and you tell me daniel jeremiah our guest of course you can see him on the nfl network download his move the sticks podcast uh he joins us here on the doug gottlieb show on fox sports radio you know he had talked about retiring at 24 when things were going poorly he felt disrespected by the Giants. He was asked why he wasn't at OTAs with the Cleveland Browns because it wasn't mandatory. Like, I get that he works out hard, and I'll even buy that he practices hard when he practices. But there are just there just some to me. There's just something missing there that he do, still doesn't get. That there's no level of accountability for what he can do and what he can contribute to winning. That he's one of those. I say that I want to win, but I don't know actually how to win. Is that too crazy to take from an interview? No, I, I look. I think you can take that away. I just think sometimes in these interviews. Some of these guys, and, and, and this is the exact situation here, uh, it's such a long interview, and you get kind of uh, a little long-winded there, and then I don't know what you take from it. <laughs> you know, I just, I really don't. I, I'm just anxious, and I, I'm, I'm hurt enough from Odell, so I just want to see him get out there and play um, and see if we see the player that we saw early on in his career, if he can get back to that and be consistent. Um, 
So that to me, I mean, everybody's going to parse all of his words. I think it was a very long interview. He's somewhere with a million different takeaways. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of overhearing about it. I'm overhearing about the Giants. I'm overhearing about him. I just want to see him get on the field and see if he can uh, live up to the hype and, and be the guy we saw early in his career that we haven't seen recently. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great point. Um, Rosen or Fitzpatrick in Miami? Oh gosh, this is a classic short term, long term. To me, I think the decision should be Rosen, even if Fitzpatrick is better early on. I want to get a long extended evaluation of Josh Rosen, and the argument against that is, well, you might lose some of the veterans on the team because Fitzpatrick might be better equipped to play right now, and you're trying to win games. And I'm sitting here saying, look, that's a I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't stop me. Look, we have to evaluate this kid. We're not going anywhere this year. Let's be realistic. Uh, let's be uh, let's be honest, and we have to find out what we have in Josh Rosen because we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to be the guy next year. We have to figure this kid out and whether or not we need to go in the quarterback market next year's draft. So, to me, I, if, from an organizational standpoint, I think you, you huddle together and say, I don't care what we got to do. Uh, if you've got to manufacture this thing for him to win it. Um, but I, we've got to see Josh Rosen. I tend to agree with you. I maybe the least discussed potential star player in the in in the league is Christian McCaffrey. Like they figured out how to use him. He figured out how to stay on the field for every down. I don't know what Cam's going to look like because he couldn't throw a football last year. Um, but he's McCaffrey's added added weight and looks like an NFL player. And he, obviously, he has breathtaking speed and versatility, the likes of which you don't see often. Am, am I too bullish on Christian McCaffrey? No, uh, not at all. And you look at you know what he's run behind, not one of the better groups in the league. So um, it's not like he's benefited from a consistent passing attack or a, uh, or a consistent offensive line. And he's proven already, uh, look, if you, if you know, sometimes you play these games in the, in the scouting room during training camp, you're in the evenings, you kind of get bored. And if you told me right now, third and three, third and four, um, you can have any back on the field in the league. Who do you want? I don't. I'm not sure. I would just say Christian McCaffrey for what he can do uh, running the ball as, as well as what he's proven he can do catching the ball. So uh, he is an explosive, dynamic player uh, who, who kind of gets lost because of where he plays. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Dodger Stadium thing is kind of interesting. Like the biggest deal. So what they're, if, if you haven't been to Dodger Stadium, they've done a great job of making it look and feel like it did when it opened in the mid fifties. And yet, you know, adding kind of new age stuff, improving the seats, improving the boxes, whatever. But, but this, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Dan Beyer, aren't they going to connect the pavilion, which is where the outfield seats are? With the rest of the stadium, aren't they? Yes, that is correct. And that's a, that's a big thing, and I actually don't like it. I don't now. I, I guess you know they're building a beer garden. They're putting in a sports bar out there, like a kids' play area. So there would be some benefit for people who are in the regular part of the stadium. But I, it's kind of its own separate and distinct area. Uh, it's got its own kind of almost environment. 
I don't know. I know people have been calling for this for years, but I like how it was. It's funny. I had, a, you know, we. I think we all have buddies who have, you know, tried to do the ballpark tour. And and years back, uh, when I was still living in Wisconsin, a buddy of mine came out here to Dodger Stadium to try to mark off Dodger Stadium as one of his stadiums. And that was the first thing that he said about going to Dodger Stadium was he goes, "You can't walk around the stadium." You you are you only have access to the certain areas that you are sitting really they, like you couldn't go out into the outfield pavilion and so that he said that that was very unique and that always stuck with me and now apparently it's going to go away in time for next season yeah so I mean look I think the underlying issue is it gives people who you pay less to sit out there and then you can go sneak into the good seats and the Dodger Stadium thing is this you you can. If you want, there there are ways because there's stairwells, whatever. You can go into the stairs and you can get to other levels. But generally, the whole stadium is that way, as you pointed out. Like you come in and you're on the upper deck, you actually enter the stadium on the upper deck and you don't go down. If you are in the club box, that there's specific places where you enter, specific places where you leave. And uh, I think it. I think it makes the tickets more valuable. I think it's better that way than, hey, you can pay. And this this comes from a guy who, when I was a kid, I grew up going to Anaheim Stadium, and there used to be a family section. It was five bucks to get in, and it was, suppo- it was supposed to be where you couldn't get around to get to the main seating area, but you, you end up, they end up like a couple of innings in, like whatever, do whatever. And it makes the stadium look more full, but it also makes those, good box seats less valuable because why would you buy them when you could buy the cheaper seats and sneak in the uh the simple fact of you don't have an upper deck you know to walk around the stadium like most stadiums are enclosed and that's not the it's not the case with dodger stadium very unique but they're uh adding a whole bunch of stuff as as you mentioned into the outfield sandy koufax is going to be getting a statue out there um all in time for the all-star game next year Mm. Mm. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports it, Radio. All right, speaking of Dan Byer, we'll hear from Dan upcoming next. Play a little game. What are the chances we see another huge season from Pat Mahomes? I'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you updated on stories of the day and play a game of the night. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb show. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, Dan Beyer, what's the game today? Doug, the game today is... What are the chances? All right, Doug. Oh, we got some NFL topics to talk about. Doug, what are the chances Patrick Mahomes throws for 50 or more touchdowns this season for the Kansas City Chiefs? He threw 50 last year. Uh, I'm going to say, I look, I, I think that the numbers for offensive football will continue to grow. The likelihood that he throws for 50 more. Still got Travis Kelsey. Still got Tyreek Hill. 
And you don't have Kareem Hunt. Don't have Kareem Hunt. Uh, but that again, that's although he catched it out of the backfield, he's also running back. Um, I'm going to say a 25% chance he does. And it's really hard to replicate those numbers. Yes. Uh, really, really hard. Although, you know, he's still not yet in his prime. So it, if, any, if it's going to happen to anybody... He's the guy. Yardage a lot easier to replicate. You know, touchdowns sometimes if you're at the five-yard line and it's first and goal, maybe a little different. Maybe you've got more options to run the ball. But, uh, yeah, touchdowns can fluctuate quite a bit. What are the chances, Doug? The Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott leads the NFL in rushing again this season. Had over 1,400 yards last year. That was the most in the NFL. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, they're they're like Daniel Jeremiah said, they're very much committed to uh, to him within their offense, I would say that's in the forty percent variety. Forty percent. I mean, look, so many other so many other teams do it by committee. That that helps him. Um, again, we're we're assuming he ultimately shows up when the games are played. That would obviously hurt him if he didn't play. But um, this guy, twenty four years old, behind an outstanding offense line, a quarterback who needs to have a running game, and a team committed to handing him the football. I think there's a good. I'm gonna say forty percent chance. Well, the first uh, promo, if you will, for the new Hard Knock season with the Raiders was released today. Two weeks from today is when we'll get our first episode. What are the chances that this Hard Knock season with the Raiders is one of the best we have ever seen? Mm. There have been some duds. Like there have been some yeah. duds. The Buccaneers one duds. wasn't that good. No. Browns was good last year. Has a chance to be really good. Also has a chance. I, Derek Carr I find to be boring. I think Antonio Brown, it feels like he's made for TV, and it's kind of over the top. We've seen Gruden a lot. So I do think there's the ch- – I think it has a bust. It has a, a lot of hype and not a lot of delivery possibility. But to be the best we've ever seen – um, recency bias obviously will make people like it. So I'm going to go. It's there's a 35 percent chance of being the best we've ever seen. What people the, will say it's better than it is because it just came out. And you know, there's a lot of these different shows now. You know, Amazon has. Um, what's the Amazon one called? Is it was there's all in? Was that or is that uh, a different? I think all or nothing is all or nothing. That's and then what it is. and then teams have their own like fake hard knocks or whatever. So because there's so many of these out there, um, it, it may not feel as as special. Doug, what are the chances that Tim Duncan takes over as the Spurs head coach when Greg Popovich decides to retire? Hired Ooh. as an assistant yesterday. Um, I don't know. I I I think it's fascinating that that he was he was hired. He obviously took a year away. I'm gonna go sixty percent chance. I know that people have said, like, why not Becky Hammond? I just can't see them giving Becky Hammond the job over Tim Duncan. I just can't. And um, if if eventually there will be a female head coach, and you would think Becky Hammond would get the shot because she was the first one to get on that bench, but she's not been even discussed in any coaching hires. I. It's really hard to not consider hiring him. And you look at how the NBA generally works and star players get an opportunity when others do not. I would say 60% chance. Doug, what are the chances the San Francisco Giants trade pitcher Madison Bumgarner now that they are over 500 and just two games back in the final wild card in the National League? Um, 
Fifteen percent. Yeah, it's getting less and less by the day. It's getting less and less by the day. Fifteen percent chance. They've played some really good baseball as of late, and now are in the thick of it. Trade deadline coming up in yeah, a week from tomorrow. Also, should be noted. Just remember, and you've mentioned it before, but for the listener, that there's just one trade deadline this year. There is. Yeah, it's changed. There's yeah. no. There's no waiver wire trade deadline. Waiver wire deadline. Correct. Finally, Doug. What are the chances? That Clay Travis's group wins their Pro-Am at the FedEx St. Jude Classic tomorrow. He's taking part in a celebrity Pro-Am. Now, we won the Pro-Am at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines as we were victors on the South Course this past January. What are the chances that Clay Travis's group takes home some hardware tomorrow? Who's he playing with? I'm not sure yet, but there are a bunch of, bunch of different celebrities. And unlike ours, this isn't going to be... Uh, open to the public, like we had spectators around us, you know, the entire eighteen holes. It was you, me, Rodney Harrison, and uh, we were having a great time. But this won't be uh, open to the spectators. I'm not sure who he's playing with, though. Not open to the spectators. No. Hmm. Um, he will hit it to the right. I don't know how far right. Probably a little bit too far to the right for people <laughs> to. Uh, I think there's. I'm I'm guessing the pressure and the idea that I've never heard Clay ever talk about playing golf ever in his life. I think there's a very, 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 very slight chance that they win win, win there uh, with that group. I'm going to go 10%. That's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Um... All right, coming up next, I I, I, w- I want to do something um, a little different. I watched Saturday night, and I thought to myself, that's the most difficult physical feat or physical sport to play. We'll have an open discussion on it next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having an absolutely outstanding day, an outstanding Tuesday. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. So I'm watching the fight Saturday night, and um, a little birdie, by the way, told me that Keith Thurman was actually injured before the fights. One of the reasons he didn't have the same power that he normally has, and uh, that's the only reason he didn't knock Manny Pacquiao out. Thurman for Th- Thurman has been incredibly respectful. He sounds like the world's greatest boxing analyst even when talking about the fight, and he has accepted defeat with grace and ease in the split decision, which surprised some people, but if you watch the fights, it wasn't that crazy. I mean, he, he recovered from the first round knockdown, and there were several rounds that were really close. You know, would I have, if it wasn't for the scoring system, would I have given it to Pacquiao? Probably. But based on the scoring system, I don't think it's crazy to have been really, really close and maybe given it to, to Thurman. Like, I just don't agree with the idea that every round 
is equal. You know? It's just not. Some rounds there's not a ton of action. Some rounds there is. I think, you know, you just kind of got to get a general sense of things. But I'm, I'm watching, and there's the three-minute rounds with a minute 30 in between, 90 seconds in between. So that's, all, that's 36 minutes, okay? And then, so in between rounds, Ryan, help me out with my math here, right? So that's, if it's 12, but you don't have, it's not 12 times, it's 10 times, 30 minutes in between. It's, right? Oh, no, and it's 30, it's a uh, minute 30, so 10 um, it's 15 minutes total break time, 36 minutes total action time. So essentially you're talking about 50 some odd minutes, you know, less than an hour and you only get 15 minutes off. Otherwise you're in the boxing ring with a guy who's trying to kill you. Now I, I, I think that MMA is, um, kind of equal to, but it's just not as long and probably can't be as long because your body just can't hold up. But for an hour to be in the ring that many minutes or 50 minutes to be in the ring, 36 of those minutes, I think that's the most grueling test of speed, strength, agility, and stamina. And this comes from a, as a basketball player, which I do think is a grueling test of, uh, of stamina, speed, strength, explosiveness, the, and, and you will bang into guys. The difference is somebody punching you and you punching somebody else, uh, the emotions of it, the energy to it, the pain to it, and, and just how it wears you out. I've heard people say water polo. I think triathlons are more about endurance than all of those other things. I got you with wrestling and MMA, but they're just shorter. Ryan Music's a former volleyball player. Can, can you, what, what do you think is the most grueling test of overall athleticism and endurance? Uh, I would probably go with MMA just because of the fact that, at least with boxing, you really can lock in on the fact that you're just trying to defend yourself from punches, whereas the physical demands of an MMA fight your fatigue sets in and there's so many different factors you have to be on edge for. So I would say MMA would probably be a little bit more demanding. Hmm. Okay. Um, the, and, and, and what I would agree with you is an MMA, when you get, you can't just like grab a guy and hold on, right? You can't go like in boxing, you can get into a clinch and sometimes kind of catch your breath. And when you're, you're, you're falling down tired, you just gl- grab onto a guy and you make the referee come and break it up. And you keep holding on. You keep holding on. Like there was a round where, he, where um, Thurman got hit with a body shot and it stunned him. And he basically ran away from Pacquiao for about 15 seconds before he could catch his breath. Otherwise, had he been hit, he would have been knocked out. Like in MMA, there just is zero time to catch your breath because the, the moment that you get in a hold with a guy, that actually most of those guys know how to use that and counter it, and then they can, you know, they can put you on the mat and make you tap out. I think the difference is the length of time. MMA is, is five rounds, and then how long are the rounds? That's my question. I've been to a championship MMA bout, and um, I just feel like they're shorter. And they're not always five rounds. 
But 12 rounds is a lot. And those are a lot of, like, you think about it for a second. Have you ever been punched in the face? I haven't. Not good. Think about being punched in the face and, I mean, Keith Thurman smiled after he got punched in the face and he got knocked down in the first round because he was kind of off balance. But think about the idea you're going to get punched in the face multiple times and still find a way to win the fight. I don't know. I watched, I, I, I watched the entirety of that fight and I just thought to myself, um, I was blown away by the speed, strength, endurance of the, of the, sweet, of the sweet signs. Five and, minutes for each MMA round, one minute of rest. Wow, that's pretty hardcore. You've, you've heard my expression with wrestlers, right? That cockroaches, Twinkies, and wrestlers are the only three things that will not be destroyed by the nuclear holocaust. That's, that's, that's us. Then I saw this story, and I don't know... We don't have details on what to make of it, but apparently... Adrian Peterson is in default of several loans, including loans that he took to pay back the loans that he owed that were other, like he's in default of three different levels of loan. Like he was defaulting on loans, so he took a loan to pay off that loan. He defaulted on that loan, so he took another loan to pay off those loans. And all of these loans are the type where if you miss a payment, it spikes up between 15 and 23% interest. And Adrian Peterson, if you wondered why he's still playing, he had 1,000 yards rushing last year, and he's made over $100 million, $100 million during his time as running back in the National Football League. I remember reading a story. They were talking about Adrian Peterson during his year off because he got you know suspended for whooping his kid with a switch. And there was a story that he had a lavish birthday party where he came in on like a like a throne chair and they carried him all in and they had live camels and whatever. Like I'd like to think, or I maybe don't like to think, but these reports that he was duped by people close to him are partially true. But I would also guess that a, at least a decent portion of it is that guy just spends a ton of money. But if you ever wonder why Adrian Peterson's still running in the national football league, there's your answer. You got you got details music on it? Well, we go back to his 30th birthday party that you were alluding to. It was Taj Mahal themed, so he rode in on a camel. Mm. Um, guests included Jamie Foxx was there to dance to some Michael Jackson music. He had a giant custom-made 12-foot block of ice that uh, had AP30 etched into it along with some other like it was like a 12-foot bar that was made of all ice and had special etchings in it. Um, And then also his attorney released a statement earlier saying that there's much more to the story and that he is a victim of trusting people to manage his money and they did it inappropriately. So I I do agree. It's that may be true, but it is also both of these, both of these things. Right. Exactly. Like, he has, I believe he has kids with multiple women, um, and that's expensive, right? Among the things that are the most expensive, I remember my, <laughs> my late father, this is funny, uh, my dad just sometimes did not have, like, the appropriate response for certain things. 
just did like people think I don't have a filter, and that's how I've made it in this business. Probably a- apple trees make apples. I remember telling him that I I got engaged to my wife, and um, and he said, uh, "Oh, you got engaged? Well, just take it easy on the kids." And I was like, "I don't have any kids." Like, no, in having kids, they're really expensive. They're great. They're really expensive. And my my dad, like, would spare no expense. Like, we didn't have a lot growing up, but if we needed something for sports or for school, like, we got it. That and a video camera, those are basically all his expenses that he ever paid. But uh, it's really true. And you start having kids with different women, now it gets prohibited. And you're making millions in the NFL, so judges are going to rule against you. Now you're now we're talking crazy money. Right? Now we're talking a lot, a lot of money. So Adrian Peterson, still a running back, still with the Redskins, had a thousand like he's a guy that you go, hey, name the guys who rushed for a thousand yards last year. Most people wouldn't name Adrian Peterson. He did, but apparently he's in default. My question is, all right, I got it. Maybe you defaulted on a loan and people manage his money poorly. But what are you doing taking out these other loans to pay out the loan, pay off the loans, and then a third loan to pay out the other two loans? Like this is just at some point you got to go, I don't have it, and declare bankruptcy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pretty fired up for college football season to begin. I don't know how. Uh, um, I, I don't know how, how you feel about it. Uh, first games are was the twenty fourth of August. Miami takes on Florida. Is that right? Like that's the first game of the year. That's man. That's that feels super super quick, doesn't it? I mean, um, man, it's so early this year. It, it college football is always weird that you have some teams that have the kind of the slow ramp up, and some teams that come out of the gate just firing on all cylinders. Mike Gundy's going to join us upcoming in a couple moments. He's head coach of Mild Modern Oklahoma State, and uh, this year they open up. At at uh, Oregon State on the road, that game's on Fox Sports One on a Friday night under the lights. It is August in Oregon, which is just kind of a beautiful time of the year. But you know, like there's these weird like you you can't compare. It's really hard to compare teams even within the same conference based upon who they're playing, right? Like you have Colorado, Colorado State play first game of the year. That's you're playing your arch trial BYU Utah back on, and they play first game of the year, as opposed to other teams. You know they they they'll play a a warm up game, really a a ramp up game, before they get going. It does feel like in college football there's less of those, but they still exist. And and to anyone who says they shouldn't exist, you don't understand the financial ramifications for either school. You know. Schools like the Oregon States, Oklahoma States, Kansas States, they, they need those they need on campus games to fill up the coffers for all their hotels and they need a win to get into a bowl game. And then the other school needs it to get the money. And yeah, 
Yeah, college football makes money. It makes money for the entire town as well as the athletic department. Boise State opening against uh, uh, Florida State. How big is how big is that game for Florida State? Considering last year, and that game, of course, is in Jacksonville. But man, considering what happened to Florida State, the disaster of last season, even from the opening game, that's a huge one, colossally big. I feel like I I need to pack Ryan Music into my backpack or whatever, and I need to take him to a legit college football game. Music, biggest college football game you've ever been to? Uh, I guess it would probably have to be Arizona-Utah. And this was like five years ago. I don't ever, I, I, you never been to like a big SC game or a big UCLA game? No, I mean like I've been to one, but I wouldn't say I, it was kind of against like no-name teams. Nobody? Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like the West Coast, like L.A. is maybe the last, and New York are like the last, because NASCAR guys will always go like, you need to come out to race, it's just so different, right? But but there's a lot of people that haven't been to a NASCAR race. I don't feel like there's a lot of people that haven't been to a big-time college football game. Outside of in Los Angeles and in New York, there are a lot. Like last year, I went to a Clemson game, went to a Florida State game, I went to an Oklahoma State game. Um, where else I go? I went to an SC game, a UCLA game. Like I went to a bunch of college football games. I love it. I love it. But there, there is something different when you go Midwest. I would say Midwest and the South. You know, Pacific Northwest, Oregon. I've never been to. I, I actually went to an Oregon game once. Um, a UW game. I've never been to. And obviously, once you get to the Washington states and, and Oregon states, it's more kind of classic college football. But south in Texas and, and in the Big Ten, I feel like we need to have a, a, um, a show trip. Like, we'll have Ramos. Well, Ramos won't be able to go because he can't. We'll have, let's have Bayer do it. Bayer's a Midwestern guy. Have him pick out a Big Ten game and we'll all go. But if I want to go, like, I want to go and then go to a Packer game the next day. Bayer, are you in on that? Can we get you to do that? Sure, we can work on it. Okay. Absolutely. So if you're going to go to a Big Ten game, which one do you want to go to? Um, I've been fortunate enough to see a bunch of, of good games. So okay. we'll, have to, we'll have to figure out something where Ryan Music isn't going to be too cold. So I think that takes November out of it. Uh, October early would be a November's nice time. Not, early November's not bad. October's the best. Yeah, October would be a nice time to do it where you get a little bit of chill in the air, a lot of okay. different uh, matchups that, that we could see. Okay, so let's work backwards. Okay. Let's work backwards here. Okay, so we need an October home Packer game, right? That, that's what we need in order to do both because I, I want to go see a pa- I got to go see a game. Okay, so in October, um, they play the Lions at home on Monday night. The Raiders at home on the 20th. I don't love either of those two. On the last Sunday in, oh, no, it's a Thursday. They have a Thursday night game against the Eagles, which is a Fox game. I think that might be our ticket. That's the 26th of September. All right, so we were, let's work backwards here. If we could do Thursday night football, then we need a 28th of September college football game. 28th of September, which I believe is the fifth week of the season. So here's the Big Ten games that you can choose from. Maryland, Penn State, no thanks. That's at Maryland. No, no bueno. 
Rutgers, Michigan, no. Minnesota, Purdue, no. Although Purdue's kind of interesting, keeping their head coach. Uh, Ohio State, Nebraska, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Or Northwestern, Wisconsin. Music? Have you ever been, like, a Nebraska football game? That's big ten. That's that's big time football against Ohio State. Sounds I think, good. We can I go think we uh, have our support winner. Dan's Buckeyes. Um, Dan, how far a drive do you believe it is from Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> to, uh, to Lincoln, Nebraska? Lincoln, Nebraska? It's funny because my first stop, my first stop when I moved out to California, my first leg was I I drove from Madison to Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, with, so you know. So how yeah, far do you, how far is it? It's well, I stopped at Field of Dreams and that was about 8 hours. So you would have it about 10 hours, I would think, cuz Green Bay to Madison's about a 2-hour drive. It's it's 9 it says on my map it says 9 hours and 16 minutes from uh Green Bay to Lincoln. From Green Bay. Green Bay is way Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thursday night I and think then, I was about right because it was about eight hours. It's really, from it's really good. Yeah. It's a ten-hour drive, right? You got to stop and take a leak and 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 get a sandwich. So here's the way I see it, boys. Like we're going to call sales and we're going to do this. All right. On Wednesday we fly in. You guys don't like red eyes like I like red eyes. Like I feel like we fly into Chicago. Doug, I don't think there's anyone on the planet that enjoys a red eye like for some reason. I don't enjoy you do. a red eye. I just hate wasting time. I can sleep on a plane. And so if I can go do it and do a red eye and it's super, it's the airports. If you do it the right time, the airports aren't as, as tough to get in and out of. We fly in on Thursday morning. We do the show from green, a green Bay affiliate, right? Uh, then Friday morning we get in the car, we get in the car and we drive like halfway. We do a show and then we drive the rest of the way to Lincoln, Nebraska. We watch the game. We fly home probably Sunday morning. Who's in? Sure, I'm game. Hey, why not? Let's do it. And Ramos is paying, right? <laughs> yeah, he's not here to. Right. Exactly. I mean, he's not. He's not going to get on the plane. Yeah. So we go like, listen, we'll experience it. We'll send you lots of photos, and you'll do it. It's a long drive across Iowa, I'll tell you that. It much. is a long drive. <laughs> As somebody, I, we're the only two people who have made that drive. Iowa and Nebraska are remarkably flat. Like, remarkably, <laughs> remarkably yes. flat. Like, re- like, uncomfortably, oh my God, how do people do this? And they do. They really, really do. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. He's the head coach of his alma mater, which happens to be my alma mater. He's Mike Gundy, and he joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Mike, how are you? I'm great, Doug. I, I was... Uh... I was finishing up doing some, I was bailing some hay, and I realized I was seven minutes late, so I apologize for, for being late, but I did get to catch up on the national news there listening, so it wasn't that bad. Wait, wait, wait. So are you seriously bailing hay, or are you just saying that to, to pull our leg? No, no, uh-uh. no. We're, we're, we just finished. Uh, we cut the other day and tethered, and then, you know, you let it set for eight for 18 to 36 hours, depending on the wind and the uh, temperature, and... uh we we ran but we round bailed it today and so we just finished up, um, and we should get one more cut probably in October. 
So how how much are you out there? Well, when I'm on vacation, I'm there every day. Like the, when I take time off, um, and, and you know this. Well, you're you're you're. Uh, it's the same for you. Like if you're anywhere near the office or work, you're not really on vacation. You're working. I mean, right. that's just the way it is, right? Huh. Um, so I go on my tractor and I work the fields, and then I don't take my phone out there. And so they, um, Danielle, who, who my, my assistant that works with me, she knows that I'm on a tractor, and she tells them he's on a tractor. So if they need me, they're going to have to drive out to the ranch and drive out there on the property and get me if it's really, really important. So that that's that's how I kind of get away, and plus I enjoy doing that. Uh, you know, I've got 100 acres here that we farm with uh, high-protein, weed-free um, uh, Bermuda hay that, that these horse farmers buy. Uh, I'm on the other end of it with, I got girls that ride horses, so I know how expensive that high-end right. weed-free stuff is. Okay, no so, doubt. So you have, you have no cell phone. Okay? Do you have music playing? No. You know, one thing my dad taught me is, is anytime you're operating heavy equipment, tractors and machinery, you know, they, they, they have these new machines that all have radios and music in it, but you can't hear the machine. You don't know if something goes wrong, you, you know, and it's not good to listen to music. So I was trained at a young age to never listen to music when I'm operating machinery, and so that's always stuck in my head. And so, no, I don't listen to anything. I kind of watch what's going on and listen to the, listen to the tractor and the equipment. And this is your, like, kind of therapy? Is it cathartic to you? It is. It really, I don't play golf. I mean, I coach and then I follow my kids around doing what uh, their stuff, you know, baseball or football or whatever, just like you follow your kids. I don't play golf. I don't do any of that stuff. So that's my getaway. The only other thing I'll do is every once in a while I'll go to the lake um, and just kind of hang out there. But I can't do it very much. I got to get back and go to work. And it kind of drives me crazy after a while. Okay, so like, what if something if something goes wrong? Does your assistant come out and flag you down? Is it the don't you know, or have you have you reached the stage where uh, who was it? Uh, it uh, Coach Bowden at Florida State, right? He had his nap every day, and he couldn't wake <laughs> him up from his nap. Like, what is it, it? What what is the policy? How big an emergency does it have to be to get you off the tractor? Well, I haven't got to the nap yet. Hopefully, I can coach as long as he did. He coached till he was about 90 for that, you know, and so he, he deserved the nap. But um, Danielle knows that kind of what she's been with me now for 10 years, so she knows what's serious and what's not serious. But I'm sure you followed. I just, I just gave Casey Dunn this new high-dollar, long-term assistant head coach, director head coach, high-dollar uh, title, and so – if, if it's not really, 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 really bad, and he gets to handle it. <laughs> it's so different from you. Because when you first got the job as head coach, people remember you were calling plays, and you were so invested in calling plays that there were times you couldn't pay attention to the defense or the special teams because you're over there working on the offense. Like, has, has it... Do, do, do you miss the days of being more involved in every little detail of the offense? Yes. But in my opinion, at Oklahoma State, I'm not saying at Alabama or at Michigan or, you know, I don't know about any other school. I just know at Oklahoma State, I don't think that the head coach can operate all the different areas. It's, it's become too complex, in my opinion, recruiting all the media, all the sideshows, dealing with the players. The offense and defensive game has gotten much more complicated than it ever has been. It's just too much. Um, 
And, you know, the truth is this, um, you know, I'm, I'm 52 or getting ready to be 52 or whatever, and I feel great and I'm energetic and been fortunate with my health and everything, but I don't have the same energy level from 6 in the morning till 11 at night that I did when I was 35. Yeah. And, and I mean, you just don't. Yeah. And yeah. so what happens is, is when I would go in in the mornings at 6.30 and start watching uh, tape, to get ready for a game, and and then I would stay in there until noon and then come out and try to get ready for practice and do everything else. That's what you have to do to get ready to call a game, in my opinion. But but now I just I, – I, I couldn't do it. You know, I haven't done it in years, and, and it's better anyway. It's better to not micromanage, in my opinion, and it's better for other guys on the staff to play their role. Everybody has their responsibility. Um, and so it's been good for me. I think it's made me a better coach, and I think it's made—I know it's made our program better because I kind of have a better feel for everything going on, yeah. not just the offense. Um, you, you played obviously for Pat Jones. When people don't know Pat Jones, uh, he's still a personality in TV and radio um, in the Southwest. But he—and he was a great personality when when you played for him. You guys won ten games. But I, I was speaking actually at the OCA, the Oklahoma Coach Association, earlier today in Tulsa. And I was trying to explain that, like, look, I played for one of the greatest co- college coaches ever, and I he never drew up a play on a whiteboard, like never. And I have uh-huh. friends that played for Mike Shashevsky, played for Lute Olson, played for you name it, and they're like, yeah, they didn't draw on the whiteboard. What, when did it, it? And I know it's gotten more complex since you started till now, but compare it to when you played till now, and the level of complexity that you need to know as a head coach. Uh, when did when did we get to where everything became so complex in 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 sports, and and that coaches had to have such an in, intricate knowledge of each and every play? Technology, there, there's so much more information out there. All the all the uh, when to go for fourth downs, when not to, um, um, certain defenses, certain blitzes, certain stunts, certain coverages that you get on field location, pass location, down and distance location. Uh, second quarter, fourth quarter. Now we have much more information than we ever had. We didn't used to have that information. So what's happened is these quarterbacks, because of all the training that's going on in these summer seven-on-sevens and things, they 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 come into college essentially um, with probably 40 to 50% of uh, information that coaches have at our level. And when I went to college – I knew just to, I mean, I knew just enough to get there. I, I didn't know, I didn't know a whole lot. I knew a few coverages, that was it. I didn't know line play. I didn't know protections. I didn't know all that. Well, these kids now are coming in, they know it. And so all of the different scenarios and the locations on the field of things that happen, it would virtually, it'd be virtually impossible, in my opinion, for a guy to know it like the back of his hand and also be a head coach. So the technology has changed the game. Almost like Moneyball with uh, the Oakland A's, that movie, you know, from a while back. Yeah. Well, that's gotten into football in the last three or four years. And I was a little bit hesitant, but then after you study it, they're pretty accurate. So so if they're accurate, you have to stay on top of your game. You have to be able to keep up with it, or it's a disadvantage for your team because you're not giving your team the best chance because you're calling plays, and you don't really know because you're spending time with the media or doing other things you got to deal with as a head coach. And so that's when it's changed four or five years ago, in my opinion. And then, and then the other thing that's changed is is the ability to 
to, to where the lineman can go three yards down the field, right? Like the RPOs have, it makes it really, really difficult to defend. Forget, you know, dual threat quarterbacks, but, but the ability to hand the football off. I mean, that, that's changed as well, has it not? Like the actual officiating has changed how the, how the game is, how the game is played and what plays you call. Well, there's no question. And you know, what's funny is, is the NFL is, 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 is watching college football. That's where they're getting their plays. Okay. That's why, that's why they hired Kingsbury. And, and so this has been going on for four or five years. The, the Patriots have done it for, for quite a while. And so more NFL teams are buying into it. Um, I don't know anything about the NFL, never coached in it, didn't play in it. I don't know anything. I just know that their coaches are somewhat hesitant at times to say we're getting plays from college coaches. No, we, had, we, had, them, we, had, we had Leach on yesterday, and Leach said, I, I asked him about, about Cliff and about how important Cliff's success was for the air raid offense. And he said, you know, if you watch the Patriots, they've been running air raid concepts for years, and the Steelers right. do as well. He said just nobody wants to say it because there's some sort of taboo with it. Well, the Patriots were ahead of the game, in my opinion. The Chiefs have been doing it for three years. Um, uh, the Rams just started it uh, a year or two. I can't keep up with how long the young guy's been there coaching McVay. Um, they're doing it a little bit different, but it's essentially the same concept. They're tempo. And like, like they, they really put Dallas in a tough situation this year because of the tempo. It wasn't the plays they were running. It was the tempo of the offense that they were running the plays that caused Dallas the problems. You, and the Eagles have been doing it for several, several years. Um, the Falcons were doing it. Um, I can't keep track of it, but they're running college offenses, and that's why they're 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 starting to um, draft guys like Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, who years ago would have never had a chance to play, but because of the style of play, basically meaning that when you're RPO and you're not blocking one guy, somebody's getting turned loose, and the quarterback has to make a decision. Um, very similar to a point guard, he's got to dish the ball and get rid of it and get it to the right person before that guy gets to him. And so that's why the game's changed um, in the last three to four years. And people are scoring, you know, go look at look at coaches that are in the NFL and um, have, have stayed with some of the old-school, old-style offensive schemes. They can't score enough points. They're going to change. Well, how, how about how about just even in college football? Jim Harbaugh had the old style offense. Perfect example. And, and, and Perfect. He, he, could, he couldn't couldn't keep up. And no matter, no matter how good, no matter how effective it used to be, it's just not. And he scrapped it this year. Was was uh, was at Stanford? Was winning? You know, I don't know what he was winning at Stanford. He did good, like winning eight games and nine. Yeah. I don't know if he ever won ten. I don't. I, I think I he won ten. He t- he, they didn't win a game before he got there. He won ten his last year, and yeah, they yeah. played you guys the year after he left, right? Right, so he's doing real good with his style, and then I, you know, I was kind of following him this year, and last year they started it. Now they've completely made the transition. So what's happened is, it's just like the shot clock in the NBA and in college. So you can't play. Coach Sutton's going to play defense and not turn the ball over in basketball, and he's going to beat you because you're going to make mistakes, and he's not going to make mistakes. You can't really do that anymore because you can't score enough points. Right. No, right. No, Same thing in football. I mean, you look at look at years. What was it? Three, three or four years ago, you were getting the um, we need to uh, put a clock on offenses, and they can't snap the ball every so many seconds. You were getting that from the SEC powerhouses. Yep. Well, now, now they're now, tempo. Now, <laughs> now, now the now the SEC powerhouses are doing the same thing. Hey, hey, last thing. We'll let you get back to Bale and Hay. Um, 
this year starts out on the road at Oregon State. You know, the, mm-hmm. another, another program. And you kind of got this, you got, you got Spencer Sanders, a kid who's got right. a lot of talent but hasn't ever seen live bullets. Or you got mm-hmm. Drew Brown who has. You, you mentioned guys that come in and they, they know a lot more. They've thrown a lot more footballs. They have the talent. What's the, what's the decision like first game of the season? Experience versus maybe upside and talent. You got to get. You got to go with the guy that gives your offense the best chance to score points and do it the right way. Okay, and I go back to what we talked about and saying um, you, you might have one guy that's more explosive, but but if he's turning the ball over and doesn't understand the offense and he can't distribute it to the to Chuba Hubbard or to the Wallace or get it to the right people, then then he's going to cause you more problems than a guy that can distribute the ball. And this is the first time in in my career as a head coach that we've had an, uh, a quarterback race that's dead even starting in August. And people have asked, um, you know, they've said, well, who's going to play? I don't know right now. No, in spring ball, nobody took it. Now, if somebody shows up in the next two to three weeks and they take the job, we'll name a starter. It makes my job easier if we name a starter. I think ultimately that's the best for the team when they know who the quarterback is. But sure. you can't name a starter if you don't know because you've been in a lot of practice. The kids know, right? They yep. know what's going on in practice. So that's why I was joking with uh, with Kale, my brother, uh, when I ran into him a few weeks ago because th- there had been a big conversation about it. And I said, well, you're going to tell me that nobody on your staff knew that Kyler Murray was the best quarterback until three days before the first game last year? <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't sound – I mean, I, everybody everybody knew, right? I mean, everybody right. knew. And so I was using that as an example. Right. I said, so – that's not. I mean, we're not operating that way, and I'm not saying you were. I'm just guessing yeah. that most people probably knew. Right. Um, but uh, but we're not in that situation, and and you know we got to go play at Oregon State. You know, they score points. People yep. talk about their record, but let me tell you what they do. They score points, and so that's very similar to what we see in this league. Yep. They score yep. a lot of points. Probably haven't played as well on defense as they would have wanted to, but they did score a lot of points, and they do it in a little bit of an unconventional way. They're unbalanced. They're doing wings. They're doing tight ends over. So it'll be a dogfight. You know how it is. Friday yep. night game, first game of the year on the road. Yeah, it's have getting, everything in order. Oh well, listen. I will hopefully see you up there. If not, get back on the tractor. Clear your mind. Can't wait to see you on the sideline. It was great catching up. All right. Well, hey, give me a call the week before the game or something. Okay. All right, I'll do, do so. I, I listen to you out here all the time. All right, you're lying because you uh, said you don't listen to anything on the tractor, but I appreciate no, you. <laughs> no, no, I do it in the car. I, 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 do, it dri- I do it driving in a car. Um, I'm, I'm messing with you. Thanks, thanks, Coach. I got right, Mike, we'll Mike Gundy joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We'll, we'll catch our breath and find out what the Fox said next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it. And now. What does the Fox say? Ah, what does the Fox say? Earlier today, earlier today, um... Tim, Dan Patrick was talking about Tim Duncan becoming an assistant with the Spurs. Take a listen. There's a bigger play here, and that is when Greg Popovich steps down as the head coach of the Spurs. I think Becky Hammond is going to be the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Now, if you're going to have players, younger players, I don't know if they get caught up in, am I going to be coached by a woman? Do I care to be coached by a woman? If I have Tim Duncan on that staff with Becky Hammond, 
man, do I have an insurance policy where there is going to be respect, there should be respect, and there will be respect. I, look, I, I think that's possible. I've heard that that she hasn't uh, garnered the respect from people in San Antonio's uh, coaching staff the way they would like. There has been, and it's very possible, right? Everyone else has left and taken, some have taken lateral jobs. So maybe that's the case. Or maybe Duncan ends up becoming the guy because it's just going to be very, very difficult to be the first woman head coach. You get the same leash that everybody gets in the NBA, a short one. That's what the Fox said. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we will dive back into what's wrong with the NBA free agency. Next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up to Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Farmers and Farmers. We've seen almost everything. It's been to cover almost anything when it's game time. Have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience in play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. So we are, uh, it, it felt like last week, but it's not. What is it? We're like two weeks removed from... From free agency, everything hitting the proverbial fan, is that right? Yeah, that, that's that's where we are. And um, look, I, I think that this is fascinating. There's an article out in The Athletic, one on ESPN.com. This one from Zach Lowe, Kawhi Leonard nudging Paul George out of Oklahoma City with two years remaining on his contract. We'll go down as a watershed moment in the NBA. Now, Let's remember that Paul George, it wasn't like he went there and they got nothing in return. They got a Pirates bounty in return. But but the article goes on. Leonard lending George leverage is the extension of player empowerment. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar demanded a trade in 74. LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, of course, joined forces. And then nine years later, James wanted Anthony Davis and it took him a year in order to do so. This is not the first of its kind. But when you're under contract for multiple years, some officials, even some agents, argue players put teams in an unfair disadvantage when request comes with short destination lists intended to chill the market. In other words, it's not just that they want out, they want a specific destination, and they let everybody know they want out and let a specific destination, and that screws both teams. And Adam Silver has done nothing. Nothing. And I, I, I understand that there's this idea we have in mind. It's player league. It's player league. It's player league. And it is, and it isn't. Right? It is and it isn't. Forbes has their list of most valuable f- sports franchises. Did you guys happen to notice who's fourth? The New York Knicks. Now, maybe that changes some in Brooklyn. A lot of that is location-based. Some of that is they own the arena. But a lot of it is just they're the team of New York City. The Lakers are the team of Los Angeles. And... In order to own those franchises and run those franchises, 
you're you're going to have to pay out millions, hundreds of millions, and now to buy in, people have spent billions of dollars. And while we all like the idea of it being free market, it's not. It is not a free market. It is a collectively bargained market. And you have some franchises that are going to operate in this kind of bubble um, where they can pick and choose who they want. And then you have some other franchises whose bubble bursts because even if they get it right and they draft a superstar, what's to say the guy doesn't just want to leave? There are there, There is still hope, right? It's like when Paul George left, when Russell Westbrook was traded, it, it does feel like your, your Giannis Antetokounmpo is now Princess Leia. There is another. But what if Giannis a year from now decides, I want out? Milwaukee's just too, too small for my brand. It's just too cold for me. I want warm and I want big. I want somewhere else. I want New York where there's a huge Greek population. I want to, I, I want to, like that news that Forbes had, the Knicks is the fourth most uh, valuable sports franchise in the United States. That is good news for the Knicks and bad news for the rest of the league. They will get somebody. They just didn't get anybody this year. So I, I you know, as we continue to celebrate the fact that now we have some sort of settling and we do feel like we, we feel like we have a little bit of parody. Like this actually could be, and, and this is what capitalists will tell you all the time. Like, look, I, I know it feels like only people with money make money in capitalism, but eventually I, the, the lesson I learned in marketing, I was not a, did not have a journalism background. I had not studied communications. I did marketing. And free market, you know, ultimate capitalism, the idea is more, cap, more competition begets more competition. Now, it hasn't worked that way that much with the targets of the world, although you do have, you know, though it's eliminated the mom and pop stores, you do have Target, you do have Walmart, you do have some other big box options. And maybe now the market settles because... There's only one basketball, and the Nets have two guys. The Clippers have two. The Lakers have two. The Rockets have two. The Trailblazers have two. The Warriors have two and a half. The Spurs have two. You know, in terms of perennial all-stars, look around the league, and it's finally now reached a point where it's kind of settled. But there are teams that are have-nots. There are teams that don't have those options. There are teams that are stuck or they grow a player's brand, allow a player to, 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 to play. They even give it a player a max contract or maybe now a super max contract only to be met with the, hey, guess what? Remember how I said I want to stay here forever? Forever just ended. And... We can sit here and say this is cool, it's a player's league, but it doesn't run, it doesn't happen unless you have owners that were willing to lay out their cash, many of whom, before this first TV, new TV deal, and even some after the new TV deal, 
aren't making as much money on the day-to-day and have lost money previously on the day-to-day of running an NBA team. You go into the luxury tax, you go into luxury tax as uh, when it's more than just your first time and as a repeat offender, and you're not making money in your NBA season. You're just not. It's not possible. So I don't know what you can truly do. I do know that there will be a reaction, and the reaction will be, the reaction will be, we got to figure out a way so that it's equitable for all teams, not just financially in terms of their value of the franchise, but equitable in terms of the number of players they can get and players they can keep. And then you have the the other kind of side part of the story, which is the Lakers and the Raptors feel like they were duped and used by Kawhi Leonard. And the other element to the story is that the ultimate straw that broke the camel's back, the thing that turned Kawhi Leonard off, was Magic Johnson leaking details of his meeting with Kawhi Leonard. Which is who Magic is. He can't help himself. He, he can't help himself. You know, he's the, he's the heavy guy who has an eating problem who can't say no to donuts. It's like, ah, you know, I'll just have one. And he wakes up in a sugar coma. And there's jelly everywhere. That's Magic Johnson. You know, I just want to get back to being Magic Johnson. Well, what is being Magic Johnson? You want to be a fan of the Lakers and act as though you have ins with the Lakers? Okay. But an effort to save face and to make himself important, and he was allowed to be important because they did have a meeting with him. Leaking out information, however minimal. However minimal. If they asked you not to, they have every right to be ticked. Like, it's one of the things I've learned in my life. If somebody says, hey, don't say anything about this. I was told, I was told a secret yesterday about a major sports injury. Now, I wasn't told specifically not to say anything, but I didn't ask before I left, hey, do you mind if I say something about this? And I don't have a second source on it, so I've chosen to sit on it. It's okay. Sit this one out. I'm not, a, I'm not by trade a story breaker. I've given it to some other people. Because if I leaked that out, everyone would know where I got it from. And I hadn't cleared it. And if I didn't clear it with the person I got it from, it wouldn't be good for me at work. I've, I've been told, hey, don't, don't respond to anybody on Twitter. And however nominal and uh, remedial the tweet was or... Even just, quote, retweeting somebody who had praise, when you're asked not to do so, you don't do it, or you run the risk of some sort of pushback. Magic Johnson was told, don't say nothing to nobody. This is like the, the scene from Goodfellas, right? They were turned, don't buy anything. Don't buy anything. Take it back. Take it back. The only difference is Magic Tan take it back. He wanted to be important. 
He wanted people to know he was still involved. He couldn't just lay in the cut. He couldn't just be magic and answer people's texts. Couldn't just have, you know, drinks with somebody on the side. Instead, he had to have everybody know. And not only did he cost the Lakers Kawhi Leonard, but the fact that he cost the Lakers Kawhi Leonard makes him look even worse. And the only person Magic Johnson can blame is, in fact, Magic Johnson. Chris Haynes is going to join us up coming next. The dust has now settled, although we still don't know what happens with Chris Paul. Does the league think that Russell Westbrook and James Harden work? And did, did Magic Johnson come out looking worse now that we believe that that was the straw that broke the camel's back? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Chris Haynes is uh, an NBA senior insider for Yahoo Sports. He covers the league, and um, there's a lot I want to get to. A couple stories of the day. One is Zion Williamson signs with Jordan Brand. Of course, remember, uh, Jordan Brand is essentially Nike. I know it's its own brand. It's its own company. This is a... It's kind of interesting. Darren Ravel just tweeted out that there were other offers that had more money on the table, but Michael Jordan is his idol, his favorite player. Of course, he retired before Zion was even born, but with YouTube and the, you know the, the Jordan image, um, are you surprised that, that Jordan Brand is is where Zion ended up? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, um, just for you know the reasons you mentioned, you know. Zion wasn't alive when Michael Jordan retired. Uh, a lot of times, when you ask a lot of players who were, you know, born in the in the nineties, I would say like mid nineties and upwards, you ask them who their favorite player is, and most of them would say Kobe Bryant. Or if you ask them who their, the best player is, most of them would say Kobe Bryant. So um, it, it is. I, I was a little bit surprised, but like you said, that there is the Nike connection there with Jordan Brand and. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I think it's a pretty solid fit. Um, I, I, I'm look. I get that all of these guys want to be healthy for the regular season, but we're also seeing load management in the regular season. I, I don't know what to make of so many players pulling out of the World Cup. Actually, I do know what to make of it. Like, is it just that it's a World Cup, or is this a, a bad sign for the upcoming Olympics that so many players are pulling out of playing for Team USA? No, I think I think you know not to disrespect it, but I, I do think it's just the World Cup of summer. Um, you know, I think LeBron will be playing um, if this were the Olympics. AD would be playing. I was actually told that AD would be playing, um, but you know that that's that's I I would leave it strictly that uh, to blame uh, for guys pulling out. That it is the, the World Cup and. You know, those guys, these guys are pulling out. I, I, I would expect most of them uh, to be available when, uh, when Colangelo and Greg Popovich have to trim the roster to 12 going to the Olympics next summer. Um, so I, I think um, you add in, add in the fact that this season there's really no clear-cut title favorite. And so uh, a lot of players didn't want to, you know, commit six weeks of their offseason you know, being out, you know, being outside the country, uh, they wanted to get get acclimated with their teammates and 
try to make a run for it during this uh, next upcoming NBA season. Chris Haynes, NBA Insider for Yahoo Sports, joining us. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Tim Duncan going to be on the staff with the Spurs. Does he want to be a head coach, or is he the one who's going to watch over Becky Hammond's back in case she gets the job? Yeah, I mean, I, I could probably see more of the latter uh, from what you just mentioned there, Doug. It, it's really difficult, you know. Tim Duncan doesn't like the spotlight. I mean, for God's sake, in the press release, he was second. <laughs> he was the second um, assistant coach uh, mentioned on the press release uh, yesterday. So it's hard for me to believe that he, he would take a upfront, uh, visible head coaching role where you have to, you know, be open to the media and. And speak, you know, every single day. Um, it, 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 I'm surprised he's taking an assistant coach because, you know, he has to dress up and wear a suit uh, for every game and travel to every game. So uh, I am surprised he's taking that role. It's hard for me to see Tim Duncan taking the head coaching spot. I think, I think the, the stage is getting set for an unprecedented uh, promotion in Becky Hammonds when, when, it, when it's all time for that. Yeah, I mean, there's been such an exodus from some of the other assistants, some surprisingly so, that they're clearly clearing a path. R.J. Buford getting kicked upstairs is interesting, too. Did you see that coming? Yeah, well, my, our guy, my guy, Jabari Young for The Athletic, he reported that a couple of days ago, um, I believe it was last week, uh, that this move was, was happening. And it just seemed like they're going in a different regime and they're going a different way. And, uh, you have to think like, would that front would would it be? I wouldn't call it a front office shakeup, but would there be some movement in the front office had not happened? You know, had not Kawhi, uh, had not the Kawhi situation went down the way it did, and so you have to wonder. You know, is this just RC's time to take on a different venture? It's time to give somebody new blood to get in there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but you know. Uh, Brian, he's a great, bright guy. He's definitely worthy of this opportunity. And, uh, you know, we'll see how the regime moves forward with the way things are shifting up in that office right now. One of the stories out about Kawhi Leonard is that what ultimately turned he and his uncle Dennis off about the Lakers was that Magic leaked the information about Magic's meeting with Kawhi and uncle Dennis to Ramona Shelburne. Um I just I'm left with this thought that Magic just can't help himself. He has to, he has to be in the spotlight. He has to have attention, and in an effort to save face and be a part of the process, he might have ruined the process. Is that too harsh a way to look at how Magic Johnson ultimately exits this story? Yeah, I think that's a little bit too harsh. Though. Look, look, did, was it was it ideal? No, obviously not. But I I, I can't say that. That was one of the reasons I, you know, I can't corroborate that. That that was the reason why the Lakers were eliminated. Uh, you know, I, I I couldn't believe, I really couldn't believe that. But definitely, when you look into how um, Kawhi set up the free agency, um, you know, with these teams, you know, each team they knew going in that trust was a big issue with him, and you know, they they didn't they did not want a play by play. Um, scenario of how free agency meetings went or what happened. They didn't want that occurring throughout. And so definitely, no, that, that was something that uh, they, Kawhi and would have, would have rather stayed in the house. But no, I, I can't I can't go as far as say that's why, uh, you know, he he didn't consider the Lakers. That, that's, I, I don't think that's true at all. 
Okay, so did, did the Lakers and Raptors get true consideration, or was this just a play all along to 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 get the Clippers to motiv- motivated to get that second star? Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, when you're looking at Kawhi Leonard and his the teams he's been on the NBA and in the NBA, you know he he's been shielded. You know, San Antonio, you didn't hear much from him at all. You know, he would hardly speak. The Spurs, you know, PR staff they they tend to hide their players and don't. They're not the most accessible franchise. And then you go to Toronto, where he was open out, out and spoken a little bit more because he had to be because he was, without a doubt, the the face and, and leader of that team. And so he spoke a little bit, but still, it, that, you know, Toronto still showed him somewhat with the you know with uh, low management and all, and all those things. And so when you look at going to the Lakers, aside from the fact that you know he just didn't want to you know build a, a, a super team. You know, a, a lot goes around. <laughs> there's a lot of drama that goes around the Lakers, and then there's a lot that goes around. You know, just playing with a, a LeBron team. You know, he, LeBron, demands so much, and there's just so many uh, media stories that's driven um, by LeBron. What he says, his every move. You know, I don't think Kawhi wanted to be around around all of that. You know, that's just something he's not accustomed to. So. You know, go, go get you know, the opportunity to go back. You know, go to the Los Angeles Clippers, be home, and they they was able to steal Paul George at the same time. And so uh, for him, I think he believes it was a win win for this situation. Do you um, do you think Andre Iguodala ends up ultimately with the Lakers? I don't know. I, I don't know in that regard. There's a there's a you know Houston has interest. Uh, the Lakers, of course, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers, you know, try to find a way to get in that mix. It, it's tough to, it's tough to say right now. It, Memphis wants something in return. And so they're, they're, they're holding on strong. They're, they're trying to get a trade going on. So, uh, Iguodala's situation is a little bit more in flux, um, right now. Chris Haynes, Chris Haynes joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, senior NBA insider. Okay. What about the league? You know, like, you know how these, uh, how any of these front office and owners operate? Like, they look around, they see the mass player exodus, they see guys like Paul George, a couple years left on his deal. Anthony Davis had a couple years left in his deal when he said he wanted out. There couldn't possibly be happy about it. No one's saying you're not gonna, you're gonna cut all player empowerment, but how will they slow the tide of guys, you know, joining up and going to the coast? And 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 leaving kind of the Midwest behind. I mean, the, the supermax was, was supposed to solve that problem. You know that that was supposed to be what would keep the Anthony Davises, the Kawhi Leonard's, to to stay you know stay at their home teams, and that still wasn't enough. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, the, you, you look at it like this when when these these franchises, even small market franchises, when they draft. A player, and and they draft a, a star player who ends up being a top five, top ten player in this league. You know, you got that player for almost a decade, seven, eight years. You know, you you got them around that time. Uh, without them being able to hit unrestricted free agency, you got them wrapped up. So you have all that time to, you know, show them why this this is a stand up organization. Show them that you're willing to do whatever it takes to to bring on a championship roster, that the, the structure, everything is organized. You have all that time. And so if a player still wants to leave, even though he's leaving $60 million, $100 million on the table, 
there's really nothing you can do. And I, I don't I don't know the answer. I really don't know the answer as to what can be do, what can be done to slow up the situation because like I said, that these teams they have them for seven, eight years. So if you can't convince the player that this is the right op- opportunity, the right situation for you in that time, then hey man, you know, there's not much more you can do. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it, it is hard. You're right about the supermax, and I I, I it's interesting. The, guy, the overall contracts have reached a point where these guys are smart. They make so much money that they're like. Yeah, I can sign a short-term deal. I still make it in thirty million dollars for a year or whatever. And I can, you know, one plus one, and I can get out. I can survive. There have been some guys that haven't gotten that ultimate big payday, but to this point, the superstars have found a way to continue to get the new contracts. Chris Haynes, it's Yahoo Sports. Who's coming up in the posted up with Chris Haynes podcast? I wish I could tell you right now, Doug. I'm working on a couple of things, so hopefully next time I come on, I'll be able to share a little bit. I, I tease this thing and I'm excited about it, and you never give me nothing. I can't. I can't believe it. <laughs> I gotta keep that anticipation up, Doug. You do, Chris. Great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care, man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You know, I I would say this: um, Demar Derozan's the guy who signed a long-term deal and then was traded. Blake Griffin was traded. Anthony Davis, of course, requested a trade and was traded. Paul George did as well. You want to know what NBA teams can do if they want to stop this from happening? Music, do you know what I'm going to suggest? I do not. Not trade the... Just because you request a trade does not mean the request has to be granted. <laughs> you know? Um, you, you don't have to. You can go like, hey, I hear you. No. Paul George, I hear you. No. Now, look, I don't know if the Thunder would have made the trade if not for the fact that the Clippers moved so many pieces to get him. But I also think that when the, when the Thunder moved, I thought they, they probably thought it would have been easier to move Russell Westbrook than it was. There's lots of ways to handle wanting a new contract. And I, I've told people before, like, this idea of with you know grandstanding and not showing up or doing what Ezekiel Elliott's doing, which is telling everybody you might show up or you might not show up, you're contemplating it, but you're leaking it through sources. Bobby Wagner is probably going to get the biggest deal in the history of the sport for linebackers. He's expected to show up to training camp tomorrow because of the kind of leader he is and wanting to be there for his teammates. He may not put himself in harm's way until the deal gets done. He'll be cautious, but he'll be out there. That's all you have to do. It's a show of good faith, right? A show of good faith. People are reasonable. Teams are reasonable. We, we want to work this thing out. All right, well, if it doesn't get worked out, like Melvin Gordon, they want to, the Chargers want to get you a new contract. You want $13 million, they're somewhere in the 9 to $10 million range. That's a $3 million gap per year for two years. That's $6 million off over two years. In the meantime, show up and just say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do any live stuff. I'm just going to be around the team and be in the meetings. You can do that. No reason you can't. But when you grandstand and you make people look bad and you try and hurt the PR, I mean, if you try and hurt the PR of a place, people can react to that all kinds of different ways. And not always positively. Not always positively. 
So I look at Bobby Wagner, and I just think that's the way you do it. I'll grant you, if you want to tell me that they're closer to getting a deal than some of these other deals, that's fine. But um, what what is the Mary Mary Poppins expression? A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down? Yeah, that's it. Um, Right? Le'Veon Bell, I mean, now he held out. And he stayed out, and he stayed away, and he didn't show good faith. And we see what happened. That was the ultimate holdout. And I know Le'Veon posted something on Instagram about 260, how much he weighed or whatever, and he looks like he's in phenomenal shape. He lost $14.5 million that he will never get back. So in the NFL, I've told you before, the house always wins. They always have leverage over you. I mean, look, Alan Hearns didn't want to take a pay cut. He gets cut. Now, there's a pretty good chance that Alan Hearns could make what he would make with the Cowboys and pick his own spot or maybe makes more going to a different place. Or what he probably should do is sit here and wait and wait for somebody else's starting wide receiver to get hurt, and then he could be in shape and ready to go, and then maybe he'll get more money than he normally would on the market. But it's a risk. It's a risk. I just, I always feel like showing good faith is usually well-received because at the end of the day, these are, in fact, human beings. And if everyone knows that you want a new contract, well, those people in the front office know it. And what they don't need you doing is pointing it out to the media and to fans and dividing the fan base and making the, the ownership group look cheap. Even if they are. Just because they're cheap doesn't mean you point out they're cheap. And by the way, they're not going to be cheap. They're going to spend millions and millions of dollars on you. Eventually, it's just a question of how much you want versus how much you can get. And in this case, good for Bob Wagner, he's going to get close to what he wants. And maybe the reason he's going to get close to what he wants is because he shows up when he doesn't have to. James Harden and Kawhi Leonard were almost teammates. We'll explain next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on all the stories today. We do so by getting to the press. The Press. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, we're going to start out with some sad news. Uh, 28-year-old Russian boxer Maxim Dadashev died after suffering brain injuries in a fight last Friday. Lost by TKO in the 11th round of Friday's bout. Was immediately hospitalized afterwards, underwent brain surgery, but never recovered. There's also word that Dadashev was trying to get his green card, trying to, to fight and win enough money to bring his family over from Russia. Didn't make it through the weekend. Maxim Dadashev dead at the age of 28. So sad. So sad. Um, he had never lost a fight until never Friday. Lost a fight. Yeah. No, but it, it it's, you know, they... Uh, I read what they thought was going on there. He just had a brain bleed. And, um, you know, who knows how healthy he was before he got in the ring. And sometimes it's just, it just can be one shot or sure. obviously the repeated blows or too many fights close together. Just terrible, terrible news. And, you know, we celebrate the gladiatorial status uh, 
uh, you know, of these guys, the the way in which they are absolute warriors, and this is the harm they put put in their way. In, in their way. You touched on this with Chris Haynes, but those who may have missed it, Pelicans forward Zion Williamson announced he signed an endorsement deal with Jordan Brand, and the Action Network says that Zion actually turned down offers that were worth more money because he wanted to wear the Michael Jordan logo. You know, those retro shoes are incredibly popular, and Jordan Brand makes a ton of money. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously a Jordan brand guy. Blake Griffin, a Jordan brand guy. I, I also think that it's not just Jordan. It's, you know, Blake Griffin, obviously, I think has an effect on him. But he also, you know, a kid who grows up in the Carolinas and you got Michael Jordan. And they all know Michael Jordan from YouTube. They absolutely do. But this is a big, big win for Nike. Big win for Nike. Um, <clears throat> it, it's not technically the same company, but we all know it to be the same company. And considering the shoe ripped off his foot and they kept the player, that that's a big get for them. A report from The Athletics says the Clippers did check in with the Rockets to see if James Harden would be available in a trade as part of a plan to team him with Kawhi Leonard. This was done prior to the Paul George deal. The report also says the Clips asked the Wizards about Bradley Beal. Neither team were interested in trading their superstar. So yeah, James I mean, Harden, you got yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to. I mean, that, that's ask. when you got to ask. Uh, and it was the idea of bringing James Harden home, right? The same idea of bringing Kawhi Leonard home. But do you think Kawhi Leonard would have want to play with James Harden? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, maybe, th- maybe he was on the short list. Maybe that's the part that wasn't reported enough. Damian Lillard and Demar Derozan have withdrawn from Team USA's basketball camp. Won't play in the FIBA World Cup. Yeah, nobody's. Pl- who's yeah. on that team? Uh, it's Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown were added yesterday. So you could have, uh, you could have, you could have the Boston Celtics take on the rest of the world. Mm. Chris Middleton's going to play. So, yeah, I mean, eh, eh. I look. It's, I think it's a great opera. I don't understand. I, I don't understand a lot of these guys pulling out. You know, it's always interesting. They're like, "Well, I don't want to travel overseas." Well, you went overseas for your shoe company. Well, you know. I want to lock. I don't. I need some time off, dude. You're posting workout videos all the time. Like, I, I think it's a it's a great brand. All these guys want to grow their brand. This is an opportunity. If they want a chance to play in the Olympics, Olympic team, and raise their profile, play on this team. I think it's a massive mistake that some of these guys are making. Jumping over to college basketball, the NCAA gave DePaul men's basketball coach Dave Lato a three-game suspension and placed the program on three years probation for recruiting violations. The NCAA found that an associate head coach arranged for an assistant director of basketball ops to live with a prospect to make sure that player remained <laughs> eligible. Was that was that wrong? Should I not have done that? <laughs> I, I thought his penalty was... The whole was... thing sounds terribly creepy and completely unethical. Um, and apparently a couple of the assistant coaches knew about it and said nothing about it. The crazy thing about it is the Paul still stinks. <laughs> the, uh, the penalty should have been, you have to coach those three games. Like yes. not having to coach yes. is a break yes. for DePaul. You know, honestly, this is, this is, a, this is, this is the most, uh, Lado took over a program that was bad and, and the best part of that team going back to last year was a D3 transfer who they got because his his mom went there. Like that's the craziest wow. part about that's the craziest <laughs> part about DePaul is they were actually, you know, pretty good last year and 
and the 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 best player was a guy they didn't really have to fight a lot a lot of people for. I mean, it's just it, it's crazy. They they had a um, they had a kid named Max uh, Max Struess who averaged twenty a game, and he transferred up from Division Two basketball. So they also have a guy named Jalen Butts. I like the name Jalen Butts is, fun. and he's tall. So if I if I do their game next year, I'll say I like big butts. And I cannot <laughs> lie. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Uh, now we just have to watch DePaul basketball to, to see it. Uh, by the way, I think you and I are in that last generation where DePaul basketball was actually good. Right? This is true. I, I mean, yes, this is true. It's, it's, it's well, been they a had while. The, they had the, in like 2001, with, um, what's the name, Quentin Richardson. They had a, but yes, we, we were back 80s, 90s. Yep. Um, Tom, like, Klein, Klein, Tom Kleinschmidt Tom was Kleinschmidt. like, yes, yes. Yeah, he had the sleeveless T-shirt underneath. They cut the sure. sleeves off. Uh, the uh, Dodgers announced today that Dodger Stadium will undergo a $100 million renovation this offseason. Team also says they'll extend the protective netting down to the foul poles in August. And there's a Sandy Koufax statue that will be placed outside Dodger Stadium. Hmm. Um, what took him so long on Sandy Koufax? Although... I'm not really sure. I don't know yet. Like Jews and statues, we don't. That that doesn't actually mix. Not sure you cleared that one with Sandy. <laughs> we, we don't. That's all you, Doug. Like, huh? <laughs> that's all you. Yeah. Well, you don't you. really yeah. believe in. You know, we don't bow to statues or whatever. That's a, that's a weird one. Um, I like continuing to keep Dodger Stadium new and fresh. I just don't like con- I don't like connecting the pavilion, which is the outfield bleachers to the rest of the stadium. It was something unique about the stadium. And frankly, it kept the bleacher creatures away. Finally, Doug, former pitcher Dwight Gooden arrested on DUI charges for the second straight month in New Jersey. He was stopped yesterday for going the wrong way on a one-way street in Newark. Gooden also facing drug charges from last month's arrest. Wow. Well, wrong way is, uh, that's that's awful, you know. I mean, listen, Daryl Strawberry tried to tell people and nobody would listen to him. And it's unfortunate the doc... Is an addict and hasn't been able to kick 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 his uh, his habits. I, I'm really not hard. I'm not making any joke uh, about the situation that he's in, but I will say there has been a time once where I accidentally turned down the wrong way, you know, yes. of a one way street. So yes, those, that's my my dad did that too. He just wasn't intoxicated, nor did he have several DUIs. Correct, correct. Uh, it happens to the best of us. Yes, and that's the and press. that's the press. I said this to music, and he, he had an interesting retort. I said, Ryan, the Angels aren't terrible. They're 52 and 49, and Mike Trout has 31 home runs on the year. Obviously, they, they go into Chavez Ravine with uh, Felix Pena, who you want to talk about a guy whose numbers don't equal out his win loss, seven and three, but an ERA of about five going against Kent Maeda. But they're not terrible. They're not terrible. That's the best thing I can say. And they got they got uh, a home set against the Orioles and the Tigers after two against the Dodgers. So a chance, chance to gain some ground in the AL West. Mike Trout, 31 home runs. The best in the sport. Plays in a team that is, well, not terrible. We'll try not be terrible tomorrow. Talk uh, training camps, holdouts, and probably somebody pulling out of the Basketball World Cup. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.